It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. It's your week, your sports. Back at it, another week in the stew. John Glass here with Mr. Christian Brown and Jeff Matthews. Boys, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty just good. chilling in the stew. In the stew? In the stew. <laughs> Making a little stew. It's stew season, soup season. Hey, I was about to say, it's, it's getting cold enough outside for stew. Hey, and oh my gosh, I didn't even think about this for Friday night lights and Thursday night lights for high school football. It's going to be cold. Be, it's going to be cold out there. It's going to be very cold. Yeah. Not freezing. But I'd say, I think what it was, what was it yesterday? Uh, or for Halloween, it, it dropped down to like mid-40s at like 6 o'clock. for the low on that night. Yeah. It was pretty chilly. I'm surprised there was a lot of people out. Yeah, I locked myself out of my house that night. Just a fun yeah. fact. It was it was tough out there for a Sounds little bit. Sounds like a Christian thing. Yeah, I how, know. How how far away was your girlfriend? Oh, she was right next to me. Yeah, we she, all locked ourselves out. Oh no! <laughs> we yeah. both locked ourselves Double out. Double key loss. <laughs> well, we we surged. One, we only had one trick or treater the entire night, and the one time we went out, the door locked behind us. How'd you get back in? We had to go to my neighbor's house. <laughs> And he had like a really thick card he just pushed open the lock with. Yeah, which so kind of makes Christian, me so anxious Christian's, about how easy it is I was to about break to into say, my house. Your neighbor just proved to you. <laughs> so that if Christian's landlord is listening. Um, she's from Nashville. It's, it's okay. Cool things. Please fix the locks. <laughs> yeah. Get a little deadbolt. And, yeah. uh, also, very breakable. Uh, <laughs> very breakable. All right. Um, yeah, a lot of things happened. Um, this past week in sports, yep. we have uh, pretty much solidified the uh, playoff bracket. Yeah, not or, pretty much. Not, it's, it, it is it's solidified. solidified. We're, we're still waiting, I think, on Clarksville Highs matchup. Are we? No, no, no. It's, it's between it's two? Here. Okay. Everything's here. We got it. Gotcha, gotcha. We're going to break some of that down. Uh, talk about the last matchup of the season for uh, 6A Region 7. Uh, the Clarks, The region of Clarksville. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is going to be a fun time. Playoff football in Clarksville. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive right into it. Yeah, so just go back last weekend. Probably, I think it's the game of the year, to be honest. I mean, it was set up for it. Yeah. I mean, it was both teams win or go home. And, and it's especially a first-year program. Yep. Than a program that hadn't been in the playoffs in over a decade. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, West Creek had shown so much promise the past couple of years, though. Yes. They've had a couple of really great talents. Tight games. Yeah, they have. Um, then, you know, they played hard, yep. went through a coaching change. But going up against Kirkwood for that fourth spot, they found a way to make it happen. Yeah, let me break it down for everybody real quick. So, going into the break final drive of regulation, Kirkwood was down eight points. Eight points. So not only did they have to score a touchdown, two pointer, a two point conversion, and they did so to send the game to overtime with I think around two seconds left on the clock, which is just absurd to even pull that off. However, West Creek did come out on top after kicking a game winning field goal, then stopping Kirkwood from really getting anything on their side on offense as well. So West Creek came out on top back in the playoffs for the first time, like I said, in over a decade. So I think, real quick, just yep. give them a round of Big applause. Big shout-out to the Coyotes. I mean, it's just been incredible to see how this whole year's been, really, how it's turned out. Like, especially, we were so high on Kirkwood entering the year, as we should have been. Yep. 4-0 to start their, actually, the history of their program. Yep. And, uh, you know, the cool thing is, uh, Coach Chad Watson was telling me, 
they would be the first team in Tennessee history to make the playoffs in their first season. And they were uh, so close to doing that. That would have been cool. So uh, shout out to them as well. But yeah, no, another shout out to Kirkwood. Heck of a season, especially to start off the program. But now we have it laid out. So uh, West Creek is in that four seed mm-hmm. in their district. As Dix- Dixon County is third. Ross, you in the second seed. Clarksville High in the first seed. Then you want me to go ahead and kind of break down the matchups as well? Yeah, I'm looking at this bracket right now, okay, and perfect. this side of the bracket looks it's stacked, loaded. Yes. Like stacked. it's yeah. unreasonably loaded compared to the left side. There's some tough teams on that side. Yeah. And that's just how it falls, too, you know. But uh, you want me to start off with Clarksville High? Go for it. So Clarksville High is taking on, in a home game, home matchup on Friday, they'll be taking on the 7-3 and three Collierville Dragons. Dragons. So, and apparently, uh, our our colleague Knox Reeves was telling me they actually have a quarterback on their roster that has committed to Missouri. Collierville does? I believe so. So, I mean, it may be a a way better matchup than anybody envisions, but Clarksville also sits at 10 and 0 on the season still. Yep. Hasn't really happened in a long time for Clarksville High for having a completely undefeated season. I think it was back in. Uh, the early 90s, last wow. time it happened. Or they might have had one sooner than that, but then the last time it happened, um, it was back in 1990s or something like that. Clarksville High looks super strong right now. I think they are the top team in Clarksville to beat. They are the the team that everybody's looking forward to uh, playing. So I think that matchup against Collierville, it's going to be good. But I will say this. there is a There is a tradition of Clarksville teams struggling once we get into the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how Clarksville High handles that. I always keep talking about that dual quarterback situation with Jack Wyatt and uh, Trey Youngs that Clarksville High runs. I don't know if running a dual quarterback situation, um, and that's really hard to do in playoff football. Yeah. I mean, you have these teams who are coming in who have been able to perfect an offense on one quarterback. Um, I don't know. Traditionally, I think it's going to be difficult for Clarksville High. I think so, too. But here's my question, too. They've had so many good teams over the year. Is this Isaac Shelby's best ever team that he's coached? It looks he, His team has looked really strong this year. He's chasing after the most wins at Clarksville High's program. He won't be able to get it done this year, but I think next year he has a chance, has a chance to, do to do it. Wow, that is incredible. What a career for yeah. him. Incredible coach. I hope they can really go far in these, these playoffs like we talked about. These teams have struggled to get over that hump uh, once they get to a certain point. But who knows what can happen this year. Um, Ro- you know who Ross you has, I, right? I feel like like I would love that they would have split up the Clarksville bracket a little bit because everybody's in here, but... It's just part of it, how, it's how, it, how it lays out. Rossview, yeah. I think... They got they got a decent first-round matchup. Both 7-3. With Bartlett High. Yeah. 73 Bartlett High taking on the Hawks. And uh, what I'm more worried about is who they ha- may have to face in the second round. Yeah. Uh, Germantown. That's not going to be the fun part. Uh, I'd honestly rather play Clarksville. I mean, I know, Cl- I feel like Rossview knows Clarksville. That would be a fun second yeah. round matchup. And the score to that Rossview Clarksville game did not depict the level of competitiveness yes. that was on the field. I mean, Rossview High came out and they were playing neck and neck with Clarksville High for the majority of that first game 
And it was really that second half where Clarksville High started to kind of run away with it. But it was also led by some penalties by Rossview. So, yeah. I mean, simple mistakes like that, and you could be right back in it. Yeah, that's exactly right. No matter what they'd be facing, if Rossview wins this first game, they'd be facing a 10-0 team if they were to face Clarksville High. Germantown's also 10-0, so that's something to point out. But actually, Germantown has to get past West Creek High, yep. who we just mentioned. So that their four seed, Germantown's number one seed in their district, so they're facing off tomorrow as well. But we do have two home games in town, so everybody come out and support your local teams. With two home games, Rossview. Yeah, yeah, Rossview and Clarksville yeah, this, High. This bracket on Max Preps is a little bit wonky looking. Yeah, uh, they haven't been the most reliable source this no, year. I mean, just the way it's set up, but I mean... You could have a Crossview Clerksville. If who knows, West Creek might take care of business. Maybe they just shock the world on hey, any given mean, Friday. Look, it's playoff football. We've always talked about how things things can change, things can happen, things move differently. Guess what? It's playoff football. It doesn't matter what the regular season looked like. You're coming out there to play. Now, I will say this: Germantown, it's a big team. They are a tough team. West Creek's going to have to come out with. Everything. A very strong plan. They're going to probably have to come up with some interesting ways, maybe some trick plays. I don't like, I, I'm not a big fan of like acting like you're going to use trick plays. I think those are like things you just keep in your back pocket. Yeah. But well, unfortunately, West Creek might have to pull some of those out to try to move that ball down the field. Flea, flick, down. flea flicker, baby. Ooh, reverse flea flicker. Another handoff somehow. Statue of Liberty. Lateral reverse wide receiver pass. Yeah, <laughs> Z right something else. Run around. Yeah, but um, I mean, lightning at, strike. Looking at this set hut. Looking at this bracket though, <laughs> um, you know, as much as I'd love to see Clarksville and Rossview High in some of the earlier rounds, if Rossview gets past whatever, which I'm assuming is going to be Germantown. Yeah, Rossview gets past Germantown, we could see a Rossview Clarksville High matchup to go to the final four of the state tournament. Can you imagine? This whole county would go insane. Crazy. Everybody, I think everybody. Would, that would, that would be a that would be a Clarksville High. It would be yeah. Clarksville High hosted. It would be a Clarksville High hosted what regional regional game? Uh, and I thought yeah. the crowd was crazy at the regular season game. That's what I was going to say. Shield. That would be insane. I mean, I mean so much on be, the line. Like, this, I have cold chills just the area about we're it. in right now. Plus Sango, so pretty uh, a good chunk of the entire city of Clarksville. Really, the city of Clarksville. I was about to say that's something that. Sango the community would just show yeah. up for. And it doesn't even, everybody's going to be rooting for each other at that point. You know, no matter what, if we were to get to that point, a Clarksville High team is moving on. So I think it's it, true. it'd be a beautiful sight to see. But there's also a fourth team that we need to talk about real quick. The Fort Campbell High Falcons. So they actually play tonight, too. So they're, they've moved their game up due to ref shortage, it sounds like. Mm. And they'll be taking on Murray High. That would be nice if we could all get that and get it out of the way on Thursday. Have a little extra, like a couple days extra rest. Well, we also have some, we've got some NFL action, which yeah. I'm really looking forward we'll to tonight. That in a so, bit. yeah. But so Fort Campbell High, come out and support them as well. They're taking on Murray High. So at home? Hey, yes, and also, yes, sir. It's hey, a home game. I think we've already done this before, but I, I'm going to do it again. Shout out to Fort Campbell because they started off really slow this season, but they were able to pick things up midway through and they found a way to make it into the playoffs. I'm super excited to see what they are going to be doing out there uh, tonight. Uh, it'll be interesting. When I, Last time I watched them was in the beginning of the season, so I yeah. can definitely tell you on some mistakes that they made, yeah. but I, didn't, I haven't had a chance to watch them recently. So 
I'm super excited to see how those results turn out. Yeah, it's been really interesting to see because this is the first time in a decade for them as well. They made back-to-back playoff appearances as well. Um, and it's really cool because they literally lost Darren Frederick, who was their starting quarterback, who was really a star for them last year. He moved off post just due to the Army. and yeah, yeah. His parents, around. PCS. Yeah, exactly. So he moved. They filled him in with a replacement, and they've really not missed a beat. Except to that slow start, like you mentioned, right? Jeff. Next man up, exactly. That's the and that's also to say that West Creek had a slow start. I mean, there were teams yeah. that had slow starts. Dixon County had lost a couple of games yeah. this season. I think West Creek actually had a really slow start. Then district play, they really picked it up. I mean, you can also look at. I mean, look at the situation Rossfield got put in. They yeah. had to come across. I mean, their first two games was against Wilson Central and. Um, I forgot the first. I, for, I forgot the first. I think the first was. I thought the first one was Wilson Central. The second uh, one was somebody else. But either way, they had to face two really strong teams <laughs> right out the gate. So you could call that slow. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean. But Fort Campbell coming out and they just found a way to put things together, especially when they got into their district play. And then I think also that game against Fort Knox kind of helped a lot with oh, yeah. like morale, just because that's a big game for them. It's, a, trof- them it's a trophy game, and they took down Fort Knox pretty good. Yeah. I think, and they went to Fort Knox on yeah. that. It was so at Fort Knox. They did a great job this season. I'm playoffs. Playoffs is just a different story. Four teams, baby. Don't know what's going to happen. Maybe next year, Clarksville High's district will be four Clarksville High teams too. Maybe. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool to see. Yeah, this play these these playoffs are going to be uh, fun. Um, we can only hope for a Clarksville Rossview High rematch. What if they do get the rematch? Real quick, we'll move on right after this. What if they do get the rematch? Obviously, I better find it on FanDuel. Obviously, the Warfield yeah. Shield game is done and over with. Yeah, but winner takes the Warfield see, Shield. See, but here's the thing. So the Warfield Shield, we've talked about how that's like, you know, you could basically lose every single game of your season, but if you win that game, you're pretty happy about it. Sure. Right? This is one of those situations where it's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. They might have won the Warfield Shield. Old trophy. But... We're going to the Final Four of the state championship. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to the Final Four of state football championship. That that just feels... I feel like that would hurt a little bit to win the Warfield Shield in regular season, and then Clarksville High ends up losing to Rossview in the playoffs. That if would it gets hurt. to that point. If it gets to that point. I mean, the, I feel like a lot of things have to happen for yeah. that to happen. Yep. I think, yeah, that's right. I said that right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's going to be a fun time, but uh, yeah, we're going to move on to college sports. Whoop, whoop. Um we had a little Govs Madness the other week. We have uh, had a little exhibition matchup last night. Jeff um, was there and he yep. calling calling the game with Brian Reeves. What, yep. what did they win by? 40? Uh, a lot. 80, 80, 86 to 43, I think is what it was. Yeah. 83 to 43, something like that. It was by a lot. It was it was a fun game. Trust me. Break us just down who really stood out to you. Real oh uh, well, you, you mean you look at so my players to watch for last night's matchup. I chose Demarcus Sharp and I also chose Jamonta Black. And my cho- my those that choice came from um, the fact that they were the two top scorers at Northwestern State that came over with Corey Gibson. These two guys played incredible ball. They played off of each other really nicely as well. Demarcus Sharp, he's just. He's just good. He's everywhere on the court. He follows his shots looking for that rebound. Every governor was really putting effort in the rebound game. Now, which actually, which, which, and fun fact, governors actually lost in the rebound game. Uh, Tennessee Tech had 40 rebounds. Governors had 38. Oh, it's um, about rebounds. 
But I mean, it was it was just such an aggressive game. These both these teams come out. They were looking to put points up early. John Pelfrey, head coach for Tennessee Tech, you know, he kind of spoke a little bit before the game, and he was kind of talking about how he wanted to go out there quick, wanted to be able to shoot threes in transition, and Tennessee Tech just couldn't really get the three ball on point. I think they went four for eighteen is the number that comes into my mind. Uh, I might be a little off on that one, but um, they just couldn't really get things going as far as getting things to fall in the basket. And I'll say this. The Governors did have some poor shot selections. Um, it's hard to it's hard to talk, you know, not bad, but t- it's kind of hard to critique when you win by over forty points. Score eighty points, right? You know what I mean. But, but still, but still, Governors, you know, there was just some bad shot selection. You know, trying to draw fouls on last second attempts and stuff like that, where maybe you could have just stopped running and passed it those kind of things tennessee tech on the other hand they just couldn't get anything to fall i mean they were putting up shots i mean they were getting to the basket sometimes i mean (laughs) but um they just couldn't literally it just felt like every time they put the ball up i mean nothing was just falling in they had a bunch of second opportunities for offensive rebounds which i think is where a lot of uh where where that rebound game kind of got lost for the governors but tennessee tech you know they they played great ball it was fun to watch austin p first matchup at fnm bank arena it was pretty cool getting to call the game i won't lie but um yeah it was a lot of fun governors win that one 80 i think it was 82 to 43 um and now we look ahead to the regular season which kicks off on on Monday, Life wow. University. What in the world? Yep, at FNM Bay Arena. Grab your tickets. Call 931-221-P or visit letsgop.com. College basketball always just kind of sneaks up on you because you're so focused on college football, the NFL, then also Major League Baseball. Well, I was talking earlier today on Rewind because I host Rewind from 10 to 2. I was talking about how it felt like football season happened and it just put this year into overdrive. Because the last like two months have just flown by. They really. I mean, we are already what in week nine of NFL football. Two, three, two weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're we're, yeah we're coming up on week nine of NFL football. And we were at a point in the world of sport where hockey, baseball, everything's overlapping. Equinox, sport equinox, and we'll get to it here in a little bit. But Rangers take the World Series. That happened just the last night. So without their. Really, the best player yeah. they had on their roster in the postseason. This is the best time of the season. You have it all the ho- really best time of the year. You have all the holidays going on, bunch of family time, and then on top of that, you get to watch all the sports that you can dream of. Now, the only downfall is for those gamblers out there. You probably just are losing all kinds of money at this point, John, unless, you're, unless you're John's John Glass. I was about to say John. Was, Johnny John's basketball. actually Johnny, Johnny basketball is back in business. Johnny Hoops is Johnny back Hoops. in business. We didn't have a great night last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, did not. He didn't he, show up. He didn't show up. All right, all. hang on. We no can't. Rebounds. We can't move oh, yeah. on we'll from college ball yet. We'll move on into uh, Austin P football. So the Governors win last week. Big shout out to the Governors. Six straight. Six straight. Six straight wins for Austin P football. They took down North Alabama here at Austin P at Fortera Stadium. Fun matchup. On top of that, Mike DeLillo, quarterback for the Governors. Six. Count it. Six. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Six. Not seven. Not seven. Not seven. Six <laughs> touchdown passes. He also gets names FCS FedEx Ground Offensive Player of the Week for FCS for yeah, the FCS. Right? Yeah, not not just not for just UAC. Conference. No, for the FCS. And actually, he he actually got some national recognition in other ways too. Uh, I forgot who it was, but they walked through their top quarterbacks of the week, and Mike DeLille actually made that FBS and FCS. They pointed out Austin wow. P's quarterback. 
So I was I thought that was really cool. And I, it's wow. it's actually a big time former player, I believe. I can't think of his name right now. Mm. But uh shout out to Mike Delillo. Yeah, played fantastic. All of the governors did. Defense was on it. Uh and, offense played fantastic, especially at the line, giving Delillo time. And I the thing is too, they didn't start slow this week. No. Which was huge for them. They scored seventeen in the first and twenty two in the second quarter with a final score of forty nine to thirty nine. Yeah, and again, Austin P getting that run game to work again. Uh, we talked a lot. We've talked before about them, um, you know, being a little slow to the run game. But I think all cylinders were firing yeah. uh, for that North Alabama game. And now they move on to go play Eastern Kentucky, looking for their seventh straight. I was going to say, and they're the top two teams yep. in the conference. So this week is means just so much. It's, the governors have a chance to go one game up in United Athletic Conference standings. And it's in And it's taking in that number one spot. Yeah. It is gonna be it is gonna be at Eastern Kentucky. I believe it's a three o'clock, four o'clock kickoff for uh the governors. That'll be central time. Um make sure to tune in. If you can't catch the game on ESPN plus, make sure to tune in. It'll be on the Governor Sports Network, ESPN Clarksville one oh four point one. Brian Reeves and Ben Stokes will be calling that game. So yeah, that'll be a fun one. Like I said, Governor's looking for that seventh straight win. They've been playing so good. How awesome would it be if the governors can win these next three games? I, I mean we again, we all called it. We mentioned them winning out. Mm-hmm. That uh, was Yeah, I mean, no. It's Look, it's just getting it's just getting more real because I mean you have Eastern Kentucky and then Utah Tech, Utah Tech, and then we have on the very last day of the game or last day, last game of this regular season is Central Arkansas, which that is crazy. I mean Utah Tech, they're one and two in the conference, but you got Central Arkansas two and one, Austin P three and zero, Eastern Kentucky three and zero. So this matchup this week is absolutely pivotal because say. I'm not going to throw this out there. Well, I am going to throw this out there. We beat Eastern Kentucky this week or vice versa. Eastern Kentucky or us lose this next week. Then that last matchup of the season, if Central Arkansas still takes care of business, could be three, four and one teams in the United Athletic Conference game with Austin P and Central Arkansas possibly fighting for a uh, championship spot or vice versa. It's going to get a little hairy uh, towards the end of the season if... Austin. So if Austin P doesn't win, doesn't win out. Yeah, that's going to cause problems. They got to win this game. Yeah, against Eastern Kentucky. If they win this upcoming game, it basically at least puts them in the conversation of control your own destiny. Correct. And so here's just the breakdown, real quick, of uh, Eastern Kentucky's final three games as well. This week, number seventeen, Austin P. Like we said. Yeah. Next week, they play Central Arkansas. Ooh, so it gets even yeah. more crazy. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to get intense. Then they have Stephen F. Austin in the final game of the regular season. Okay. So it, it, they don't. They have an uphill battle as well. Uh, Central Arkansas is ranked number fifth, twenty-five in the nation right now in mm-hmm. FCS too. So uh, it's I mean, be- every. Who, who knows how this will play out? Literally, these top three teams control their own destiny in the realest of all senses because Austin P wins this week. I think it's pretty—if Austin P wins this week they and Central Arkansas loses next week, Austin P will have won the conference. Like, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much exclusively it, Eastern if Kentucky. They have to beat Utah Tech, though. That's the right. one that the yes, one they, they have they, to they have. have. They have to beat as U- well. They have to beat Utah Tech. Well— if Austin P wins, th- yes, 
math is hard. Three, <laughs> math three, is I'm hard. thinking especially four, when you're like trying to do it like right now. Four, I know. Four, four and one, four and one is going to be the key number. Yeah. Austin P wins these next two games. They clinch the conference. Essentially, Austin P can probably lose one game. They could. It yeah. would be beneficial for everybody involved <laughs> if they just went out. Yep. But yeah. if you know, just with how playoffs go and with how other teams are playing right now, the the grace is one game. And then even if you lose that one game, you still got to win the rest. You still, well, I mean, yeah, basically. These they win these next two games, it's a donezo. Mm-hmm. And so, the nice thing is they have a home game next week, then a home game, the last game of the regular season. This road game it's will the determine more yeah. than likely. Bearcats ruined our baseball season mm-hmm. this past year. We're not going to let them ruin our football season. That's right. And they so. played good, actually. Eastern Kentucky played Kentucky pretty close this year, which is, isn't saying much the past three games Kentucky showed us. But Hey, you guys knows? you guys held it somewhat together against Tennessee. Well, no. Well, nah. That's how I feel. Heartbreaking. It's basketball still. season. It's Bring basketball it season. Basketball season. Okay. So, um, yeah. We can go ahead and move on now to professional world. Well, We're moving on to the professional world. There's time out. Time out. A lot of stuff. Oh, maybe I lied. Wait, wait. Maybe I lied. No? We got to talk about hockey. something we didn't even think about. College hockey. Oh, that's right. Yes. So College hockey. The governors. Austin the Ice P. Govs? The, the Ice ooh. Govs. I like that. The Icy Govs. No. Ice Govs. Not as much. All right. Governors on ice. <laughs> thought it was okay. Sounds like a Broadway play. But so Austin P announced yesterday that they are uh, forming a new club hockey team. And after talking to Gerald Harrison, he actually said this is the first step toward an NCAA sanctioned sport sport at the Ford Ice Center. Now, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to have to happen, uh, but this club team will give them kind of a good sample size of what the fans are going to really turn out to. And uh, so it, it was actually a full house for the announcement yesterday at Fordyce Center. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, I think the addition of the FNM Bank Arena has kind of really kickstarted the hockey movement in Clarksville. It's been really cool to watch, actually, because you just I feel like I see more and more kids going to the Fordyce Center just for free skating. And I see more and more kids with teams. And they're they're getting it really pushed out right now for hockey at FNM Bank Arena. This is going to be super cool just for the community to have something maybe consistently. You know, there are men's league that play, I think it's every Tuesday and Thursday nights at FNM Bank Arena, or at Fort Ice Center, I should say. Um, but I think having an Austin P affiliated team, it it just adds more to it. Well, it's, it's huge because I don't know if they still have it over there. Ross used to have a club hockey team. I don't, some of the high schools around here have club hockey teams, or at least I know Rossview did, and they would have to travel to Nashville uh, consistently to practice, to play, to do all that stuff. Uh, you know, to me, it feels like when it comes to hockey, you see more club teams than you see like TSSAA-sanctioned teams or anything like that. In this part of the country, it's just not... Exactly. The only... like, I mean, I mean, if we're going to get down to it, the, the, the Nashville Predators are the hockey team in Tennessee, right? Um, Correct. But yeah. there's not many ice rinks in Tennessee. I think there's only three in Nashville. Um, I mean, you got the you got the ice bears up in Knoxville. Yeah. But that's uh, that's really... So we're at five, right? We're at five across Tennessee right now. That's yeah, just Clarksville, I Nashville. I don't even know if you have any other team, like any semi-pro team. There might be down in Chattanooga. <laughs> I could see Chattanooga possibly having something down there at the, the, ice the bears, their event center. Very, very successful program in the ice bears 
So yep. you just, I just love seeing the game of hockey grow throughout Tennessee. It's really interesting to see. I don't think I ever even envisioned it would get to this point. It's cold. Yeah, it is. It's so cold. It was 40 degrees. But like you said, this Jeff, morning. It, the Ford Eye Center has really opened up so many different opportunities for these kids throughout Middle Tennessee. Right. That's going to be very, very fun to see happen. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. Hey, and hopefully it happens sooner than later. We're yeah. going to get out on the ice. We're going to try to go skate. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a good, smart decision for me. Your ankles? No, I just, I'm just going to fall everywhere. Yeah. Probably bust my head. So we'll go. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Moving on to the professional world, I guess we can start off with some somber news. Uh, the other night, uh, the other night, Bobby Knight. Oh. Unfortunately passed away. Um, Let's do a little moment of silence briefly. I was trying to come up with a way to make a chair. Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking. The how same to make thing. a chair throw. Bobby Knight, uh, legendary basketball coach, um, Indiana basketball coach, passed away. Everybody knew Bobby Knight, hothead, mm-hmm. passionate, fiery coach, uh, both on and off the court and in his real life. He always told it like it was, um, or at least how he thought it was. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was not afraid to give you the business and tell you his opinion in his mind and i think a lot of people appreciated that uh some people did not uh he is very legendary for tossing a chair uh across the entire center the court whole entire court the in- whole <laughs> like entire the, court. the like dangerous. the form the power the hip turn everything looks good for Bobby. Uh, we've Knight. never seen anything like it since mm-hmm. it feels like there's not a shot putter in the olympics that has anything <laughs> on bobby, bobby knight, knight throwing <laughs> yeah. a chair bobby knight 84 years old we just wanted to give a little uh, in, in memoriam Definitely. bobby knight um moving on where do y'all want to start do you want to do uh you want to briefly touch on josh mcdaniels or that whole thing oh my gosh <sighs> That mess. So, yeah, let's just do it. Cause it just happened quick, man. It, it had to happen, though. He lost oh, yeah. his players in the locker room. He's an off- He's supposed to be this offensive guru, and well, their offense is terrible, even with the weapons they have. Devontae Adams. He was crying, I think. Jacoby Myers. I think he it was looked crying. like Devontae Adams was crying. It looked like Devontae crying. Adams was crying after I mean, he slammed his helmet th- down. They had two 50-yard passes they could have made for a touchdown. Devontae Adams was wide open. Jimmy G just flat-out misses. And, you know, that's another part of this. With Josh McDaniels getting fired along with their offensive coordinator, uh, Lombardi, they got paid. then their general manager, they also benched Jimmy G. And to your point, they don't only have to pay Josh McDaniels. They got to pay Chucky, too. They have to pay John Gruden still. for the, They're, like, on the hook for $80 million. Yeah, and is like, nothing. Isn't John Gruden also in the middle of suing the Raiders? Correct. I, but I they still have the to NFL. pay him. All coaching contracts are guaranteed, which is pretty crazy because most NFL contracts are not fully guaranteed. Yeah. But yeah. coaching contracts are. It's a little odd, isn't it? I mean, I'm not saying that coaching contracts shouldn't be fully guaranteed. But maybe players' contracts Correct. should be guaranteed. Or tweak it where... Or at least to where, like, hey, if you get severely injured, like, we are not on a certain liability. I don't know. But, you know, I get that. I do. But I also, like, isn't there also a caveat in most of those contracts where if it is a football injury, like... It depends. Isn't there a certain payout that happens? Well, that's the whole Kyler Murray situation this year. And, like, if he gets hurt again, 
Like, that's why they were so hesitant to bring Kyler Murray back, because if he gets hurt again, it's like a fully guaranteed second injury clause. I'm surprised that they got rid of Josh Dobbs. He was playing so well, and if you're that unsure about Kyler Murray, why would you get rid of somebody who's already proven to you that he shows promise? They're either going to play Kyler, or they're going to play some no-name and then just try to get better traffic. So Clayton Toon is their backup quarterback. But here's the thing. I think they're going to anticipate Kyler Murray starting the rest of the season because they don't have their first-round draft pick. It's very Mm -hmm. dangerous. So they need to really – Houston Texans have that pick. It's a dangerous decision. It is, but at the same time, I I don't agree with trading Josh Dobbs, but I bet Minnesota really made a push with Kirk Cousins tearing his Achilles. And that sucks for Kirk. Yeah, it is. Because that's like – we're back at the same conversation we had with Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins is not – Young. 34, 35, I believe. Yeah, something like that. He's in his, like, what, 13th season? And he's supposed to be a free agent going into the summer. It's, we might be, we might have seen the last of Kirk Cousins. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You don't think so? I don't think so. Kirk will be on the bench With how the game is now. I would love Kirk Cousins to be my backup quarterback. Now, also, I did did hear that Aaron Rodgers said that he spoke with Kirk Trying to and get in the same Aaron, doctor. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is already two months uh, or three months into rehab. And, and he's throwing. Throwing the ball. <laughs> Here's my problem. Like, nobody nobody knows what he's doing medically, obviously. That's ayahuasca. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is this guy really like able to throw, or is he like Fighting through pain and like going Aaron? against what doctors want him to do. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. This this whole sur- the whole point of this I don't know, it's not an experimental surgery, it's a new type of surgery that is supposed to get him back in like record time and like apparently he's he's got all the money in the world so he can buy the best doctors, it's the true. best treatments. He has no wife, no family. He's just like, Okay, yeah. all of the money that I have right now is going to I didn't, my I, you know, I keep forget I keep forgetting that he is not He's a sing- he's single guy. He's yeah. a bachelor still, yeah. yeah. Still a bachelor. So I mean, that's what you know, Pat McAfee brought that up. He was like, "That's another reason why we all think that Aaron Rodgers is definitely coming back because he has no, like, there's no pressure on that front of yeah. like retired Tom Brady. That's I mean, that's when he ended up getting a divorce because of it. Yeah. But I mean, Married Giselle Giselle was like, "All right, you're done," and Married he was like, "Okay, game. I'm done," and then he was like, "Okay, I'm not." And <laughs> Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to deal with that. No pressure on that front. It's, I mean, if we see him again this season, do you think he wins AP Comeback Player of the Year? I don't know. Just based off of I think I feel, like, I feel like the NFL just doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, part of me thinks that, too. So that I feel like that may not happen. Keep him out. And also, he's pretty vocal about not being, uh, or being anti-vax. Yeah. Which, yeah. none of my business on that front to talk about that. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like... Because of those reasons, I think that he'll get snubbed out of that. Probably. Vote. And then on top of that, if Demar Hamlin takes a single snap this season, which he has, which I has he already has he already Special taken teams. a snap? Yeah. I, then he I played think, a little bit of defense earlier in the season. Then I think Demar Hamlin probably ends up with the a comeback good, player. Of the year. I, I didn't even think about that. that's a good point. Um, I didn't know he took a snap. Yeah, so I, I thought he was still yeah, sitting. He was cleared. Well, I think everybody knew he was cleared, but yeah. I think that they were still like. Hesitant. Yeah, hesitant yeah. to put him in. So I didn't know if he played yet or not. But yeah, I'm glad that he's played. That's cool. Is this going to be the new normal, you guys think, of Maybe. ACL recovery? Or Let me tell you about Achilles ACL. recovery. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah so, My ACLs took a year each. So I, I got that wrong. It was uh, I know. Achilles. But I'm just, you know, my still. knowledge of injuries. ACLs are a year. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be very interesting to see if he does make that comeback towards the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, the Raiders are in complete disarray. Uh, I, I don't absolutely mind it. Moving on, though. Uh, Might sell the team here pretty soon. We can, uh, He's like, you know what? I quit, too. I don't want to do We it. can talk about the uh, – Jeff, you want to give it we'll, – we'll talk about Titans, uh, Steelers real quick. Uh, wrapping up, you want to talk about the uh, Cowboys real quick? Um, yeah, I could talk a little bit about them. They looked pretty good. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole entire game. I had to kind of do some more, um, uh, other, some personal responsibilities that day, but I'll tell you this. They looked good. Uh, CD lamb, CD lamb played a fantastic game. I think he had another two touchdown game. Yeah, hundred um, plus yards, hundred plus yards. He, you know, the governors, the governors, <laughs> Dallas has started to, really play well with each other. Offense has looked a little bit better as well the past couple of weeks, which I like to see. Again, it's the Cowboys. They are notorious for inconsistency. So this upcoming week, I'm excited to see what happens. If we have another strong offensive game, I'll buy in once again. But I can also see them struggling just Especially because it's the Cowboys. It's the against Eagles. Against the Eagles. Yeah. But it's a huge thing. game, right? And it's going to be a, such a slow game. Maybe. But I was about to say, I don't know, though, could be Because... Eagle secondary has actually showed they're not the same what they were last year. I'm not betting on the Eagles ever again, man. No, like they're I mean, so they, the pace of play that they play. Here's the thing: if the Commanders can make them struggle, I think the Dallas Cowboys can the give NFL. them a run for a money. I mean, it's the NFL. Anybody can get anybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Any Broncos beat the Chiefs. Right. Uh, that, was Which, a, that was an anomaly. I don't know what that the was, heck happened there. That was... yeah. Especially when the, the Dolphins I, put up 70 points this year on the Broncos. I think the planets just aligned somehow perfectly. Where Russell Wilson just... Maybe the wind blew the correct way that day. Too bad. Right. Uh, yeah, anyway. no. Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys getting back into it. Uh, we'll see how long this lasts. Um, <laughs> Thanks, John. Well, I mean, like, you know it's coming. I just know at one point for in this in the rest of the season there's what seven games left, eight games left, nine games left. I don't know what we're at. Um, I just know this. In one of those games, I'm going to end up back here on this podcast going like, I don't know what happened. Right. Um, that's just how the Cowboys roll. So yeah. that's how the Steelers are too. I feel uh, like hey, that. the Steelers. You guys looked so good. That's how we are. It's just see, a, but that's the difference. So the Cowboys, the Cowboys at least are like, we'll play good this week, we'll play bad next week, and then we'll play half decent yeah. the following well, week. You guys have an actual like efficient play caller. It, yeah, that's keep true. Keep coming back to that because well, Mike McCarthy. The play calling is also nice because Dak Prescott is involved in it, yeah. which makes a total difference when you're a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Steelers though, of a sudden Kenny Pickett up for failure. Yeah, he gets no continuously. support. Speaking, and then also of. just real quick. Um, Roderick Jones, who didn't allow one, he allowed one pressure in his first career start. He was benched last week for Dan Moore, who's given up, I think top, he's top five in most pressures in the NFL. There's a reason. Makes no sense. There's a reason. It makes no sense. And I think we're going to see Broderick tonight against the Titans. Real quick again. Ooh. What's the line on that? Hold on. I just want to say, Will Levis has shown, I know we're about to jump to the Titans, so I want to say this. Will Levis has shown, my Kentucky boy has shown, in one game, he is more capable of being a franchise quarterback than any rookie in this year's class. In one and also game. compared to Kenny Pickett, which I love Kenny, but at the same time, in Will one did game. something only three other quarterbacks have done in their first career start. Kenny's out this week, right? No, he's playing. He's playing. Okay, that's why this line shift. It's, yeah, it's Titans plus two and a half at plus 100. Uh, 
I might very well take that. I would take it. I, I, uh, I'm thinking the Titans yeah, come out on top. I think Jeff yeah, Simmons think might smoke Kenny tonight. But at the same time. That might be a problem with uh, I don't Nico Autry. I don't think they're going to smoke Jeff, him. Je- oh, I no, think so. I think he might get hurt tonight. Really? Je- Big Jeff's back from any of the little tweaks that he had. Nico Autry's playing real well. That's fine and all, John. But at the same time, when you got Andre Dillard on TJ Watt. Oh no no on the op- on the opposite side uh, opposite side of the ball Will Levis is going to have a very hard time too yeah he's going to have to get the ball out quick I was thinking the score like this will be the test this will be the actual this will be the actual test uh, you think the better. Titans are going to win by eight yeah oh that's not in the NFL I mean that's not Mike Vrabel <laughs> uh, I don't I'm not saying that I'm just saying in the NFL in general that's tough eight points is a lot I expect the Steelers actually be able to pass the ball move the ball. Tonight, especially against your guys' secondary, that's one thing. They, have, I'm they played point really out. well last week. That's but fine. you just got to hope that Kenny Pickett gets time to get it to the secondary. But also, I'm taking Kenny Pickett over Desmond Ritter and Tyler or Taylor Hendricks. Let's see what the two. Let's see what the line's looking like. Will Levis over 201 passing yards. He had 260 oh, yeah, something last week. I'll take that. He was he was propped at 155 passing yards last week. I don't know the if, amount of confidence he has walking into this game. You could visually see him get yeah. more and more comfortable last week. Four as touchdowns he, as he was throwing that ball. You really I think could. he I think he made like two or three passes. One of them was which to DeAndre Hopkins, and, I, and it might have been the big one. It might not have been, but I, I just remember watching one of his throws, and it was completed, and. I, I mean, it felt like every throw after that was just like he had been doing it for years, which yeah. he has been. But which, I mean, again, three quarterbacks in NFL history yeah. have thrown for four touchdowns, zero interceptions. I be- Actually, I, I don't know if zero interceptions, but four touchdowns in a game. Marcus Mariota was one. one. They had one interception. Who? Who are we talking about? Will? No. Yeah, I thought, he didn't have one. He didn't have one? He What's played looking like? perfect. I thought... His I'm quarterback thinking, oh, rating man. was 130. Well, oh, well wow. luckily... Luckily, Will's played in cold weather in Lexington oh, yeah. before. It's going to be 33 degrees, mostly clear tonight. Uh, so it is going to be very cold up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he, the cool thing is he he was like talking about even if he wasn't going to play this game, he was like, I'm just looking forward to being around that crowd and that he won't wear going sleeves. up against that adversity. He won't wear sleeves, will he? I don't know. Doubt, doubtful. I'd wear a sleeve. I would wear sleeves. I'd, I, oh, so <laughs> cold. Dude. So John, walk us through cold. your emotions real quick, because I just want to hear it from for a what, Will Levis? perspective. Yeah. What point did you uh, feel like I'm going to have to answer for this on the podcast? Not answer yeah, like for what it. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm not even answer for this. It's just like I'm. Look, I am happy if Will Levis does good. I like very much like I am happy if Ryan Tannehill does good. I'm not happy if Ryan Tannehill does bad. I will be very not happy if Will Levis does bad. Um, one game, obviously, small sample size. You can't really. That is a great defense in Atlanta, but um, it's the NFL. You have to have consistency. You're also going to have bad games in the NFL, so you can't take every single thing with a grain of salt. It is when you have terrible games, do very, very rookie things. I didn't see any rookie things from him in the last game. So at uh, all, like right Jeff now, season vet. Right now, we are positive, John. Um, we're positive. We're not going to get, I'm not going to blow out of the water and be like franchise quarterback, this franchise quarterback, that it's a good, it doesn't first sound step. like Vrabel's going to do that either. Good first nope. step. And that, but that is Vrabel. That's a very good approach though. I think too. Yeah. Don't uh, let him get I inside will, his own head. I will say, uh, Malik Willis has got to go. Yeah. Hey, now he has value though. Like Malik. He, I mean, he has a little bit of value. <laughs> I think so. He's young. He came what in for say? one snap, fumbled, and fumbled. It. Which that's that's on that game plan. It sounds like I mean, shoot, had, it sounds like the Cardinals could use a backup quarterback. Yeah, a lot of teams in the league. I, I would trade Malik Willis for 
How many rounds are there? Eight rounds in the draft? Seven. Seven. I would trade him for a seventh round pick if we can get it. You could get that easily. For, for 2024. I think. I would trade him for a sixth. Definitely. I would trade him for a 2025 sixth round pick. I, I mean, put him behind, let's say, Jalen Hurts. Titans don't, need, him. Titans don't need three quarterbacks. No. They're not going to keep Brian Tannehill. That gives them an option, actually, if they want to draft another quarterback next year. Yeah. I doubt that they should. They probably should. The Eagles tried to uh, or they could go pick up, Or they could go pick up a quarterback like Josh Dobbs, but not. they're not going to be able to pick up Josh Dobbs. But they could pick up a backup quarterback if they really want Will Levis to be the franchise. So we'll see all of that tonight. Like If he plays lights out again tonight against like a T.J. Watt and Titans can do, uh, deal with T.J. Watt, and Alex Highsmith. Yeah. And, you know, this is my favorite part. So you have your interior pass rusher, right? We got Cam Hayward back tonight, officially coming off IR. You know so that's a whole other animal you have to contain. Titans dealt with Clay's Campbell last week. That's cute. That's cute. Oh, that's cute. But you also okay. don't have these premier edge rushers coming off the edge. Huh. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm rooting for... And this is my prediction. I'm rooting now. for blood! I'm rooting for both teams because I... Titans are my favorite, second favorite team now. Yeah. Will Levis Levis. coming in. You you just adopted him. Or is it you're living in Nashville? Well, both. Yeah. Like, Will just, and especially on Euler night, (laughs) that was such a cool thing, too. Those unis are sweet. Oh, my God. They belong to Tennessee. They belong to be the everyday uniform. Let's be honest. Well, they belong I'm, to the Tennessee Titans in that organization. We should have got the Kyle King in here. Houston, not the city of 100%. Houston. One hundred percent. Tennessee owns them. Tennessee they, owns them. They were the franchise. It's Correct. their franchise. Yeah. Houston wanted to keep those. They would have built them a stadium instead of trying to tell them you have to share the Astrodome with the Astros. And guess what? The Atlanta Braves also used to be called the Milwaukee Braves. That's gross. I mean, I can't believe that. And before that, Brooklyn, they were the Brooklyn, Boston Braves. Brooklyn Dodgers. And the, yeah. That is insane to think about. And what about the Rams? Homes. People never get about about the Rams Louis. when they went from L.A. to St. Louis back to L.A. Yep. So anyway, uh, it's going to be a fun game tonight. I am going. I will go with Titans plus two and a half. I like that. Uh, Christian, are you going to ride two minus two and a half with Steelers? No. That is a no. I'd, I'd go plus three Titans. You go plus three Titans. I don't trust that two point five ever. So you, I mean, you might as well change the line to point three and a half. Plus three and a half, then yeah, probably you'll get you don't want to get the hook either way, yeah. But that will do it for today for Christian Brown, for Jeff Matthews. I'm John Glass. Peace.